Brazilian striker Neymar of Paris Saint-Germain reportedly attended recent team practice drunk. He has been under growing criticism in the past three years, partly because he failed to meet people's expectations with his performance. Having turned 30 in February, Neymar is not only falling behind older Lionel Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo, but also caught by younger Kylian Mbappe and Erling Haaland. Welcome back to CGTN Sports Talk. I am Li Xiang, and I'm glad to be joined by my colleague Josh here. Great to be back. Yeah. What kind of professional player attended a team practice drunk? I, I think you've made the mistake there by calling him professional. Yeah. Because from the very beginning, he's been very bratty, mm. um, very hoity-toity, thinking he's bigger than the game, bigger than this team. And I think now it's reaching the point where his skills require physicality. He's yeah. not willing to practice. The team around him doesn't carry him like it no. did in the glory days of Barcelona. And now... You know, I don't want to speak too soon because players do these days play well into their 30s, True. 10 things around. But I'm really sensing a Ronaldinho-style drop-off here where well, he is... that's harsh. Well, yeah, right. <laughs> like, I think this is unfortunately the beginning of that where mm -hmm. we're seeing the lack of professionalism and the fading of the spotlights taking a really bad toll because it's one of those things where... You can talk about, say, player behavior off the pitch, things mm -hmm. like that. But as long as they turn up on the day, that's fine. If you're playing like a superstar, well, fair enough, you can act like it yeah. too. In Neymar's case, that hasn't materialized. No. It's one of those things where, you know, I, I think he turned 30 pretty recently because I was reading about it before we recorded a podcast. Mm -hmm. And I had this really weird sensation of, like, since he arrived in Barcelona there was always this feeling that he was, like, going to be the next generation. I think so. You know, it was always like, okay, we have Messi and Ronaldo, but then Neymar's next. And now the next generation is Haaland and people talking about Haaland and Mbappe. Mm -hmm. And Where Neymar has him? just kind of faded yeah. already. And I think he knows what the rest of us suspect, which is he never reached the heights expected of him. And that is probably going to cause more of these outbursts, these yeah. scenarios. Because he has played so far for two heavyweights in Europe. Yeah. Most of his honors, well, honors that really matter the mm -hmm. most, were won in Barcelona. Right. His time in Barcelona was like, the first time he got there, he was good. He showed some mm -hmm. signs that, okay, we could trust this guy after Lionel Messi. Yeah. When Suarez came, the combination in Chinese, we called him the MSN. The MSN, yes. Worked so well. Mm -hmm suddenly he decided to leave. Yeah. I think it's an understandable decision because no one wants to live under the shadow of Messi. Precisely. And he was worth 222 million euros. Yeah. No one even got close to mm -hmm. that price. In PSV first season, okay, good. It's like a basketball term, double-double. And yeah. 20s and 20s goes in the assists. Mm -hmm. As time went on, he like his stats kept dropping, and Mbappe got way better and yeah. better. The thing is, when you got Lionel Messi as help, it's also a big three. Well, that's it. How is it possible that in your fifth season in PSG, with two of the best players in the world, you scored five goals and five assists? Yeah, I think it's it's one of those things where we go back to Tottenham and Barcelona as part of the MSN. Mm -hmm. You have Messi basically at his peak. Yeah. You have Suarez, fantastic constant goal scorer, mm -hmm. which allows someone like Neymar to be that kind of fancy player, the trick player, a yeah. little bit faster, a little bit smarter, mm -hmm. playing on the on the wing. You, you can fit that into that formation when you have those kind of players around you. And also, 
when you're playing in a league like uh, La Liga, which is a little bit slower, a little mm-hmm. bit more focused on the and passing defenseless. and things. Defenseless also, because we know not only in terms of defenseless, but also in terms of the sizes of the squads, that when you're going against like the teams like Ibar and stuff like that on mm-hmm. a weekly basis, you can show off, you can have fun like that. True. And that's the thing which has happened at PSG, where that team is so much bigger than everybody else mm-hmm. that they can run through a good two-thirds of the league without trying. Yeah. But also, it shows that as players get older, they do change their play style. You know, yeah. Ronaldo, I think, is the best best example here because he also started out as more of a winger. Mm-hmm. Then as his game evolved, he became more of just an out-and-out goal scorer, a real proper Tough center forward. in the world. Right. Whereas what's happened with Neymar, I suspect, is he goes from, um, goes from Barcelona to PSG. Mm-hmm. And now he's gone from being in a three where he's always got service, always got someone to rely on, to being part of this front two with Mbappe where they like doing these trick shots, these highlights, things of that nature. But then if you're doing that every week against these smaller clubs, you don't have to develop your skill. You start refining. Right, exactly. So he's been relying on that. And it's the thing which we've been seeing every single time now. Whenever there's any adversity, be it a national team with Brazil, be it PSG in... The, the Champions League, but also it's been happening recently in uh, Ligue 1, Coupe de France, things like that. Mm-hmm. The moment adversity strikes, he just crumbles completely. Yeah. You know, um, what was it that Eric Cantona called him? He said he was like a um, he was like a suitcase because you you knock one wheel and, you, and he just falls over. That's true. So what's happened is he's played with this ego from the start when he was very great, very good footballer, but very young and obviously carried by the Barcelona squad. Now he's in the position and the age where he's supposed to be leading a squad Mm -hmm. and he simply just can't do it. He just doesn't even have the mentality for it, doesn't have the skills to back it up. And the stuff about turning up to training drunk and things like that, that also backs up. I mean, this this is basically the worst of what's been said for a long time, which is he turns up to training and doesn't really take it seriously. Mm. He does what he has to do, just kind of shows off, plays around a little bit, considers it an obligation, then moves on. So I think we're finally seeing basically his lack of preparation causing him to be slumping pretty badly. That's so true. But that also brings me to a question like, what is exactly his style? Because mm. with Ronaldo, he started as a winger, then he become a finisher. Anyway, he is the leader of the team. He, yeah. His talks carry a lot of weight in the locker room and mm-hmm. on the field. Yeah. Messi is different, but Messi, when, at least offensively, he always runs the game. He yeah. can create opportunity and he can make a difference when no one can. Mm-hmm. What about Neymar? Like, Is he something in between? Because he's not really a finisher. Yeah, because that's it. With, with Neymar, at least at PSG, what it's been is it's him on the left and Bappe on the right, occasionally swapping places. The ball gets passed through to them and then they just kind of dash as fast as they can. And basically, it's become, like, I've heard this used complimentary, derogatory, and perhaps also it's become the official name for the style, but like FIFA football, mm-hmm. in the sense of they're trying to play it like the video game, of you get the ball, you just run through, you do yeah. your trick shots, then you score. So it's one of those things where I would have said his style was more of like an attacking winger, mm-hmm. quite creative on the side, not known as a finisher, but able to do so when the ball arrives at his feet because he's very two-footed. He mm-hmm. can basically do all yeah. that's necessary. Yeah, the in tricks the, he does. It, yeah. yeah. But then it's become now that he likes to do the step-overs, the turns, the things like that. And then if the goal doesn't come, he just resets his position. He doesn't press, doesn't track back, and then goes again. So it's become, you know, incredibly linear because yeah. that's the thing with Ronaldo. You can talk about him being out-and-out finisher, 
but he does it all he can get on the end of corners and mm-hmm. crosses get the through balls to him yeah. what have you with Neymar it's if he gets it he gets it. if he doesn't he doesn't that's that's very yeah, that's simple true. like he doesn't really have the what is it called the second chance skill because yeah. he's already he's already 30 but he's only 30 because as Bayern fans we know that Ribery and Arian Robin yeah they were in Bayern after like thirty three or thirty four. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. also in the wings. They can still contribute a yeah. lot. I mean, and how can Neymar not? Because what I, is I, wrong with that guy? That's the thing. I think now it goes back to personality because when uh, Robin and Ribery were playing, no one ever thought like, "Oh, these guys are the stars. Mm-hmm. These guys are bigger than the team." True. So those guys are the wingers who the ball gets passed up to. Then they go in and they play. You know, you talk about PSG. It is literally a case of you have Messi in the middle, you have Mbappe and Neymar up front, then everyone else it plays in service of them. Yeah. You know, think about all the players they have who just no one cares about, doesn't matter. Mm. The whole thing is basically they provide service up front. And this even extends beyond, you know, I'm saying that there's this idea of them as superstars. They're the, those two at the front, Neymar and Mbappe, they have the direct line to Leonardo, the director of football. Mm-hmm. They can bypass the manager any time. Yeah. They get unhappy when things don't go their way. I don't know if it's official or unofficial, but they never get taken off, which suggests they have some kind of thing in their contract. Privilege, yeah. So they play like privileged superstars rather than as part of the whole team. And that's the that's the criticism that PSG's had from the very beginning of the Qatar era of it's all mercenaries, they have True. no loyalty, they have they don't no really real strength. Have the culture of the franchise. Right, but the difference is when it was other players like that, they never acted like, well... You know, they were all they were all mercenary players playing together as eleven separate men. Mm-hmm. Whereas now it's two separate men up front and everybody yeah. else, which is a it's mercenary level. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was gonna say it's it's even worse. And you see it repeatedly now where teams of a particular stature, it used to be Champions League level, they reach the semis or the quarters or the first one of the knockouts, whatever it is. Whatever team they play in the first round, Manchester City, whatever, they figure it out and they beat them in the second. Mm-hmm. Now in uh, League One, we're seeing it where teams like Monaco, who yeah. aren't like not terrible but not of the same size, mm. they know that if they just push and they press and they, they will don't make let, mistakes. yeah, they'll get, they'll make mistakes, they'll crumble, they won't know how to recover from it because they're not used to that. And when it happens at that level, that's how you know something's going on. Yeah. You know, it, it's one thing for them to be knocked out for Champions League, let's say two years ago, three years ago. The reason why the fans are reacting now, where they're whistling Neymar, they're booing Messi, is they've just had this transfer window where the idea was we have our two stars up front, mm-hmm. but now we have Messi, we have Hakimi, we have Wijnaldum, we have all these guys to form this team. And all it's done is make this superstar squad that plays and serves of the two guys up front who just don't seem to care about the team itself. Yeah. And the rumors are that this was always intended as a build-up for Qatar to build up to their World Cup. Mm-hmm. And now there's this big question of, okay, once the World Cup has happened, are they going to stick around? Exactly. Or are they going to move on well aware that their 10-year experiment didn't pay off? Mm-hmm. And it all comes down, I think, to the unprofessional behavior of guys that's like true because it's happening very soon because after mm. the world cup i doubt if psg is gonna keep messi even after the second year yeah. of his contract mbappe is gonna leave after this season mm-hmm. so neymar will again be the best player of the team yeah the thing is he was not 25 anymore yeah he didn't have those great help anymore because mm-hmm. he joined psg at the same year with mbappe right when mbappe was he is still 
motivated, encouraged, and tried to prove himself.、Mm-hmm. Neymar has, I want to say, he has never really proved himself as、yeah. either the successor or challenger to Messi. Yeah. So after that, let's say Qatar still continues to pay for the bills of PSG.、Mm-hmm. Should they replace Neymar or just you know continue their failed? Journeys to find supporters for him. Yeah, that that's it. Because to be fair, he has turned himself into a brand. His his father, yeah, and a former footballer himself, who is now his agent, has done a lot of good work getting him. They even have a documentary on Netflix. Like, precisely, you know. I remember. I think it was when the World Cup was on, and he's on posters and everything、mm-hmm. in in Beijing. So he is a worldwide famous face. I almost get the feeling that they're gonna have to turn him into. The new Messi of PSG, in the sense of when he was brought along, a big part of that was well, he'll sell the jerseys, he'll be on the endorsements, even if he doesn't perform to the top level, we still at least have a year of all of all new merchandise.、Yeah. If they want Neymar to still be around like this, if they like, let's be most hypothetical, ridiculous situation in the world, they replace him with Haaland.、Mm. Haaland becomes your guy. But you still keep Neymar around for the Brazilian audience、yeah. for people like that. But in reality, I get the feeling that whoever takes over, even if it's a continuation of QSI, if they look at it and think, okay, the time has passed on him being the superstar, it's time now to find who can play around him, play with him, bolster him some other way.、Um, but it, honestly, I think that the way his career goes next. Is how long does he have PSG? Do you know?、Uh, it's the fifth season now. Yeah, so, so I think because they usually like, like three or four right,、yeah. year by year. I'm gonna say two or three. Yeah, I highly suspect we are not too far away from him going back to Brazil and being like the guy for like a local team, like owning a club, owning、yeah. a bar and farm. Well, not yet, but be like you know the star of like Palmeiras or something in、yeah. the in the sense of. Um, UEFA and FIFA and Concacaf and everyone is trying to push things together now because,、um, for example, we have what is it the finalissimo that's coming up Argentina、yeah. versus Italy. I get the feeling that he wants South American football to be more involved with everything else.、Mm-hmm. He would be the perfect choice to be like the face of a team or something、mm. because, you know, consider he leaves PSG. He's thirty one, thirty two. He will command a massive fee. He will, but he's well known for being a brat, well known for being unprofessional, well known for bottling it at the big stage. Everything against winning. Yeah. So, what team picks him up then? Where does he go? You know, I would highly suspect Newcastle. Yeah, like that would be the the kind of thing a team with lots of money but not much prestige.、Mm-hmm. You know, I was thinking almost perhaps like an Italian team, Could like、be. a like a I don't know. Well, don't Inter know. does have a tradition with the South American players. Yeah, I was、yeah. thinking like a Milan squad who. Let's say in the future, or maybe third, fourth, fifth place, looking for someone they can bring in to excite the team. But planning that far ahead with Neymar even seems ridiculous because he is such just like this figure of he's a waste of talent. Yeah, yeah. that that's it. Like it's 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 depressing to say. But even now, I'm thinking that well, his time has passed, and then I try and think what his time was, and、uh, no World Cups, one、no. Champions League back at Barcelona as this. Second or third best player yeah, of the team. Yeah, he very clearly moved to PSG with the intention of being like, okay, well, I won it in Messi's shadow. I'm going to win it now on my own.、Didn't、and then、happen. Messi followed him. Yeah, and the fact that they can't recreate it from this other like position of power,、mm. I feel like that says a lot. Yeah.、Um, 
Yeah, it's one of those things where there's no way to talk about him now besides being incredibly unflattering. Mm-hmm. You know, you would like to think... I mean, Joe, I was going to say, I was going to say a manager should come in and sort things out. They just had Thomas Tuchel, mm. who is very well known for doing that. Did it at Dortmund when they were struggling after Klopp left. Yeah. He's doing it right now at Chelsea. He didn't do it at PSG, and that's because Neymar, the the voice you, you, of God in his ear. You, know? you can't boss your boss because you know yeah, he's well pre- connected. Pre- precisely. So that's the thing. Like even now, running through all his options, I get the feeling that he's just going to run the clock down at PSG, being mm-hmm. the guy who. Congratulations, got a hat trick against Ren. Congratulations, got a hat trick against. And then be forgotten. Yeah, precisely. Like he's already Brazil's top goal scorer. True. But he's got no trophies really to show for it. No, and it's kind of sad that um, when you were watching Renato as thirty-seven, thirty-eight, mm. dropping goals, when we were watching Lewandowski breaking one record by another at yeah. thirty-four, thirty-three, and there is a guy who is much younger than both, mm-hmm. becoming a commercial mascot. Yeah. And what does it say about Brazilian and let's just say Argentinian football? Mm. Argentina has been. Relying on Messi for so long, yeah. Messi is going away.、Mm-hmm. Neymar has hardly been their guy for Brazil. Yeah, what happens after them? Yeah, that's you're、it. watching European guys play at this age, and yeah, that's it. American I, counterparts. That's the that's the thing. South American football is a bit of like a industry unto itself, but I really get the feeling there's going to be a massive re rebrand、yeah. revamp because. You know, we have Neymar as this top scorer, as this figure, but Brazil haven't really won anything for a while.、No. And surely someone is looking and thinking, okay, he's the famous guy, he's on all the endorsements, he's the one who's playing in PSG and whatever. But we have like Richarlison at Everton, who、mm-hmm. smaller team, but when he plays, he he's fantastic for his <laughs> club team.、Uh, Rafinha as well, Crystal Palace. Like there are so many Brazilian options now who don't have that level of fame. But that level of fame has never paid off with Neymar, True. so it's going to be difficult to justify replacing him. But I have a really strong feeling there's going to be a, a day where he can't play; he's injured, he's unavailable, whatever. And it does start off with Richarlison or someone up、Could、front,、be. and they get two, they get three, and suddenly Neymar is no longer number one on the team sheet.、Yeah. He doesn't have the professionality, doesn't have just the discipline to get himself back into the start, and I think that's when the real drop off. Could be is likely to happen,、yeah. and again, I have to reiterate here: he could turn things around. He is thirty. He He's still thirty. He has all the options in the world, all the availability for coaches and whatever. And a team that listens to him. Precisely, it's just that we're talking from experience, having watched him play in Europe for a decade now. He came to could be he, he came yeah, to Barcelona、yeah. in 2012, right?、Mm-hmm. So he's basically been there a decade, and all we can say is wasted potential, missed opportunities, mistakes here, mistakes there. And it's 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 one of those things where I get a really strong feeling we're going to be looking back on this career as like a warning to players of the next generation. Yeah. Don't act like this. Don't be like this. And trying to be balanced here and be like, well, there's this on the other side. He did this really well. I just I'm just not seeing it. You know. He's he, not giving us enough reasons to. He's not even giving us enough things to get balanced. Yeah. Let's just wish him luck. Yes. That that's it. I I, I no malice. No nothing like that. You know. The the stories of him being unprofessional and things. There's never stories of him being like cruel or abusive or things like that. So yes, all the luck in the world. Please turn it around. Please be the get the potential, play、mm-hmm. that level we all think you can do. There's always time. 
but I feel like the clock is very close to running out. Mm-hmm. And I think so much for today. Thank you for listening. Hopefully, we'll be hearing from you guys very soon next week. See ya. Speak to you then.